Did you hear the big news? We started a private university. We are rolling out a new design certificate program and a master's degree program along with our Design Suite Mastermind. We have new enrollment dates coming up for these programs. And if you want to watch a 10-minute video and learn more, go to designsuitecourses.com learn. If you have been struggling to get sales from your design work or understanding what you really need to do to make money, I have the workshop for you. On September 23rd, I'm hosting my first ever profitable designer workshop. This one day, three hour workshop is only $97, but I have a discount for all my podcast listeners. Go to KarinaGardnerCourses.com slash profit and put in the code podcast for $50 off. I can't wait to see you more profitable. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Hey guys, today I am here with Katie Ann Powell. This is a little bit different. We almost always have designers come on or people who are in the crafting world. Katie Ann is someone that I met in my neighborhood. She's currently at BYU and she has a podcast called Full Confidence Ahead. I thought it would be amazing for us to talk to her today because those of you who are currently in my design suite program, those of you who are learning how to become designers, confidence is something that we all struggle with as designers. We're always trying to find ourselves, find our style, make sure that we're relevant in the marketplace. And so I thought it'd be so fun to talk to Katie. And here's the other thing about Katie. She has done some crazy cool things. So what I would love Katie to do is just introduce herself and then maybe talk about why she's so, I'm going to say famous. I don't know if she would say that she's so famous, but, (laughs) but like, tell us a little bit about especially in the last year, what's been going on in your life? Yeah, a lot has been going on. So I'm a student right now, but also the way I've been paying for school has actually been through the Miss America program. Um, And I've been doing competitions. So currently right now I'm Miss Greater Salt Lake. And that is not something I ever dreamed of growing up, but it's something I'm so grateful that I found. I had a friend who was Miss Sandy about six years ago, and she got me into the program, not realizing that the program is really for women, especially under the age of 30, to find their voice. Um, and I am so grateful to be able to be doing that. But I'm I'm a public relations major. I also, uh, I love Portuguese. I've taught Portuguese for the last, past two years. Um, I'm also a harpist, which is just something I love to do. And I've been, I've been a tour guest artist throughout Europe on the harp. And I've, I've studied from one side of the country to the next with harp. Um, I love music, but I've also pursued a passion in quite a few things, but as Miss Crater Salt Lake, I teach finance. So I've kind of got these little different realms of interest all around that I haven't been able to pick one. So I just kind of do it all. <laughs> it's so amazing. Cause you're so young. I just before this podcast, I don't know if she wants to tell you guys how old she is, but okay. I was like, okay. I was like, wait, how old are you? Like really? Cause you've already done a lot of things. Do you feel <laughs> like you've done a lot of things? 
you know, I have been blessed with a lot of opportunity. And actually someone just told me the other day that luck is opportunity preparation. And I feel like I'm a very lucky person, partly because I've tried to be very prepared. And then I've just been faced with opportunity. So I do feel like I've done a lot of things because of that. Yeah. Okay. Design Suite members, I want you to internalize what she just said for a second. And any of you who are trying to become designers or you've been into a design bootcamp, because we've talked about this. When you are prepared, the right opportunities come. What won't look like opportunities to you is if you're not prepared, right? Like something might come your way and you won't think anything of it. Why? Because you're not ready for it. It's not going to be the right thing for you. Whereas if you're prepared for it, that opportunity comes and you're like, oh my gosh, like that is something I need to do right now. That's the person I need to know. That's the whatever. So that, yeah, I love that. I love, love that. Now she's saying she's Miss Greater Salt Lake, but do you want to, the, what's the last competition you were in? So I was just in, so I was Miss Provo last year and I was just in Miss Utah. Um, and I, you know, there's something about believing in yourself and I, I think being on stage is also creative and I, I didn't know how well I would do, but I ended up being first runner up in Miss Utah never thought I would even go there. So I kind of signed up for another competition because I, I looked and thought, well, I guess I'm kind of good at this. I might as well keep pushing myself. So I just finished Miss Utah in June and then I'll be going again. Now, to be clear, you didn't do pageants as a young child or anything. No, no. no. So when did this pageant thing start? Like, and how did you get into it? Like what, tell us about that. Yeah, it's totally a crazy story because as a child, I I don't even know if I necessarily knew who Miss America was. Like that just wasn't how I grew up. I definitely grew up on the back of an ATV getting muddy. <laughs> That's just what I love to do. I also danced and sang into the heart, but it wasn't that competition pageants and the competition world was not in my vernacular until I was finishing up high school. I had a friend who was Miss Sandy and she what she realized I, I had developed, I'd taken time to develop talents. And she said, well, why don't you come and do the Miss Sandy program? And I didn't really think much of it, but I saw that it was a program that could help me increase my talents that would make me focus on them and get them more prepared. And so there was not, there was no lose. Even if I didn't win, it was a win-win situation because I was going to grow out of it. So I signed up and I ended up winning and I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> um, I look back on those pictures um, in my first dress that I competed in a pageant in was not a pageant dress. It was way too short. <laughs> like I really, ha- I had no idea what I was doing, but um, I'm so glad they saw potential in me and they saw work ethic when um, they crowned me. So I was Miss Sandy way back in 2016. That was my first time. Um, and I competed that year and it was great. And I kind of thought it would be done. Um, that it was a one-time experience that was fabulous. Um, but I realized how much scholarship. So the Miss America program is a scholarship competition rather than a beauty pageant. So we, they focus on giving scholarship to women. It was paying for my schooling. And the other thing it was doing, it actually changed my major. <laughs> I, I started off in college as a neuroscience major, but after being Miss Sandy, I was working with this city and I was doing public relations. So it kind of changed my pathway. Um, and I changed into PR. So I went back because I loved what I was doing and what it was molding me into. It made me an all around better person and helped me serve my community. So it's kind of an interesting story. I had a five-year gap between Miss Sandy and then going back to the competition world as Miss Provo. Um, but I'm also grateful for that gap. I had experiences. I lived outside of the country and I brought those experiences back 
I could serve my community better. Okay, that's amazing. And the reason I asked you about the pageant is because I think most of us have in our heads like this certain, you know, on TV reality, like little girls doing the pageant thing. And here's the thing. I know your parents. So I was like, (laughs) there is no way Katie Ann grew up like this. And yet she was the first runner up in Miss Utah. So I was just like, there's something here. There's like a gap here for me that I think a lot of us actually have like that that you're doing this and it's a scholarship program and it's helped you I'm assuming with your speaking skills and maybe your communication with others tell me what you think you've gotten from it oh absolutely really the Miss American program is a professional development program and I I even had a misconception of what it was I I always thought oh pageants are just girls walking around in heels on stage and getting into it I realized how wrong I was so the areas of competition I'll kind of explain and then show how they've made me and helped me develop but you have a 10-minute interview and these interviews are they're no fluff (laughs) this is they're pretty intense all the interviews I've had and it's off of a resume that you submit and also you have to have what's called a social initiative so you have to choose a topic to serve in your community and they ask in-depth questions about what you're doing to serve on that topic. And mine, like I kind of mentioned earlier, is finance and teaching women finances. So you have that 10 minute interview, but they can ask you anything from your personal life to politics and your opinions and solving world problems. So you have to be really up on the world. So part of what competing has done is actually made me more aware, not only self-aware with answering questions about myself, but more aware of my community, my state, the nation, and the world, because I have to be up on the news. And, and I'm so grateful because I'm more sensitive to people and circumstances. So that's, that's one little part. You have an onstage question, which helps you definitely be more articulate. Um, I've always enjoyed public speaking. However, I have improved significantly and still have more to improve. And having an opportunity to have coaches and directors preparing me on to do onstage questions has helped me have a better voice and a more articulate voice. And then you have your talent. And I have loved this. I, I love playing the harp. It's, it's what I enjoy doing. However, competing's made me focus. And I've noticed myself over the last five years have this exponential growth into a place that I never thought I would be with music and also into a passion I never thought I would be with music. So that's one thing I cherish. And then they also have um, the evening gown, kind of the traditional thing of what you you notice. But I think what people don't realize, there's actually nothing on beauty judged in that. It's all about how your air, your confidence, and how you can walk on stage. Because when you public speak, you need presence, right? So it's taught me to realize that beauty isn't necessarily what what we look like because there's beautiful people of all shapes and sizes but how can you bring yourself the best self to the table and how can you present that in the most elegant way possible and that that's something I've also learned through the process so based on all of this like what I'm hearing and this is like the topic of your podcast which is confidence how like how are you because you're young you're very young so like so to have that kind of confidence there are lots of women my age many of us who are listening to a podcast like this going wait 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 well she's pretty she sounds like she's good at public speaking like where are you finding that inner confidence because you had to have had it as a teenager at this point we're talking about like much like five years ago right right Kind of funny. I'll kind of tell you the story of why I even started a podcast. And that 
that will teach the principles of why, how I found my confidence throughout, but it's also why, why I teach finances, because as a young woman, people always are shocked when I say, oh yeah, I teach budgeting or whatnot. When, when I'm in my twenties that I'm teaching, that just seems so strange. But my story is I actually was terrified of finances. I had this huge fear. I, um, I had watched very close members of my friend circle go into serious debt and I didn't know what to do. And it developed this deep inner gut fear for me for years that I carried around. Um, and it was something that was with me every day when I swiped my card, cause you have to eat every day. I had this fear. Um, and I actually didn't gain the confidence until about a year and a half ago. And that fear just stuck with me and perpetrated throughout the years. And I finally was sick of it and signed up for a personal finance class which was overwhelming to start off with. Going to class, the vernacular they used was really hard until about the third lesson. They taught about budgets um, and something just clicked inside of me. And I realized that was my ticket to freedom. It was permission to spend. It was something just clicked and I couldn't stop sharing this. And I actually realized in my life that a lot of times fear has actually been a tool for me to become confident. For me, fear isn't necessarily something negative. It's what we choose to do with it that can make it either a negative or positive experience. So fear can be a tool. And if we use that tool to propel us into confidence, then we can be a more confident person. So I, as a young person, faced Face fear frequently. I'm, I I get nervous on stage playing the harp, but that's something people don't really understand about me because I play and I'm at this collegiate level. However, I get nervous, but it's because I'm starting to be comfortable facing fear because I realize that's part of the process of confidence. Confidence isn't the lack of fear, but rather using it as a tool to propel you forward. I love you're really talking about something that we consider very negative, right? Fear. And taking it and turning it into a positive, which is pretty impressive. And for those of you who don't know, Katie has toured in Europe. Is that correct with your heart? Like tell tell us a little bit about that. Like she's someone who's done some amazing things. So when she says she's scared or fearful, even when she gets on stage, she's talking from a place of like, she does it a lot. (laughs) Yes, I do it a lot. And I, by the amount of times you do it, you would never know that I still get sweaty hands and nervous every time I get up to play in front of people. Um, So I was a guest artist in Europe with a YACP orchestra. And it was kind of an interesting experience. They, They had the harpist dropped out just about two months before they left on tour. And this orchestra had been preparing for a year before that. So I joined on late and had to learn the music at total speeds that scared me, but, um, I went and also with an orchestra, I remember I flew to France and I was looking around the airport and being like, okay, are you guys the people in the orchestra I'm supposed to be with? Like, I just didn't even know. This is my first time. I, I was right outside of high school. Um, I hadn't traveled internationally by myself at that point, And I was supposed to meet this orchestra that I didn't know in France. So talk about facing fears. It was completely nerve wracking. But it was one of those other times that I was using fear as a tool saying, okay, this is scary, but this is also an opportunity. And sometimes our greatest opportunities also have the biggest fear behind it. And when you face that fear um, and just embrace it and use that as a tool, then the most beautiful things of your life unfold. Just like touring, we, we were there for two and a half months and I went through nine different countries. It was truly an experience of a lifetime and how it even happened was incredible that someone dropped out and I was in the right place at the right time to get the position. 
um, and that I was even able to learn the music that fast. I know the moment you said you had two months to learn. So I have a harpist, my 18 year old's a harpist. And when, when Katie had said, and I had two months to, I was just like, Oh, like my, it's not just fear. It's also like, can I actually physically learn the music in time to make this thing happen? And it's a huge commitment because you're flying overseas. It's not like it was just happening in our backyard. You had to actually physically go overseas for this. So that is so impressive. And it sounds like you really did use fear as a tool, right? To make that happen. But this is my other guess. I think when you use fear as a tool and you just go for it, we're, first of all, we're being brave, right? But second of all, we're getting a lot more out of that experience. I mean, tell me about that. Like, so doing that, or maybe even doing the pageants, the things that are afraid that you have been fearful of, and you just went ahead and did what, what have you gotten out of that? I think when you face something that you are fearful for, you're setting yourself up for this success too, because it's not just necessarily whenever I face fear, it's not just this one category. When I was facing that fear of learning the music quickly and going to Europe by myself, it wasn't just this, that fear wasn't just applying to this one circumstance. After that, I knew I could manage myself in a foreign country. I knew that I could be on my own. There were so many other things I was actually conquering. So I think every time that we conquer a fear, there's actually a lot of sub categories that we're conquering. So every time we've done something, we need to look back and actually understand the micro lessons we've learned. And I think that's actually something that helps us grow. Of One time that we conquer uh, your fear is actually a success for every area of your whole life. That's such an interesting switch though. I don't think most of us think, oh, we're going to take this awful thing, make it better. But like, you didn't just make it better. You're saying, oh, it's making us successful. This fear is making us successful. That's crazy. When you think about it, like that's, that's like the way you turned that on its head. That's yeah. amazing. It's kind of this interesting concept. And it's a really interesting way to look at fear. Cause I know a lot of people, we, we shove it into this negative box. Um, And I I truly believe it doesn't necessarily need to be a negative thing. Our emotions can be tools and fear is just an emotion. So why not use it like a hammer to do things that will help you be productive, right? Yeah, I love that. Seriously, so good. Katie, thanks for coming. This has been a different um, experience, I think, for my podcast listeners, because we're usually talking about design. It's so fun to talk to someone outside the realm who is still working on confidence and working through fear to become better. You guys, I want you to go check out her podcast. I'm very excited about it. In fact, you can go back by the time this airs, my episode with Katie Ann will be on there. Do you want to talk a little bit about your podcast and then also where we can find you? Absolutely. So the podcast is called Full Confidence Ahead. So if you type that into any place that you stream your podcast, you'll go and find it. Um, and it's just about conquering, conquering in, with confidence, conquering this fear that we've talked about in every aspect of your life. So we cover things from creativity to family relationships to finances, just every topic about how to go forward with, with this courage, with this confidence. So you can find that Full Confidence Ahead, or you can find me on Instagram at Katie and Pal. And it's Katie Ann underscore pal. I'll be, you'll be, you'll see me right there with my blonde hair. (laughs) I love it. You guys go check her out. She's already done some amazing things. I'm actually very excited that I live in this neighborhood with your parents, because then I can hear about all the other accomplishments 
and what you're going to do. Cause you're in, you're in school still at this moment. So <laughs> you're still like, you still have a lot ahead of you, which is so fun to kind of see exactly what you end up doing. Cause as we talked in your podcast, you just don't know what the forks in the road are going to be. Yes. Uh, you stated that so beautifully. So I hope your listeners can go back and hear, hear your thoughts because you articulated that beautifully. You're so kind. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure and um, check us out if you want to watch this or you want to see Katie Ann on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Karina Gardner. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.